We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the Premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome to episode 16 of Lee Carson. I'm your regular host, Chris McPherson. Tonight we're coming to you live from the lovely Shoal Bay Country Club. Uh, I'm joined by a few boys tonight from the Bombies, but uh, the lead man tonight co-hosting the show. Uh, we've already put him through the griller a few times with commentary on his life on the show, but we couldn't pass up the opportunity to get him here in person. Uh, our guest co-host is best known for his exploits in the front row and with the clipboard in hand as captain and co-coach of the Bombies, the Fingal Bay Bomboras. He is lesser known for his decision to be so confident in the team's ability to march onto September 40 that he took a multi-week honeymoon mid-season. Bowell, thanks for joining us. No worries, mate. <laughs> a bit lost for words. Yeah, great start. Uh, also joined by a couple of your teammates, mate, uh, Benny Schneider and Perry White. Boys, thanks for joining us today. No worries. How are we? Uh, yeah, good. So we might start off, we uh, put the call out today uh, in regards to if anyone had any questions about, um, you know, that they want to throw at you, Bo, and uh, I'll, I'll open this up to all three of you boys. There was some criticism of one of your teammates on, on the page and uh, about the fact that, uh, A, he's the prettiest man in the team and, B, that you boys have got to carry him. Do you want to allude to that and uh, outline what's happened? Yeah, big, big Adzi, he's gone uh, missing the last two or three weeks. First time he's missed a game in three years, I think, and... Haven't seen him around the training paddock in a few weeks, so, yeah. Uh, he's moved out to Medallion, and um, we haven't seen him since. <laughs> yeah, MIA, so I might have to get sent out a search, but I might stop it on my way back through Medallion to see if I can find him rustling up for you. I might not have phone reception in Medallion, I'm not sure. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, um, we, might, we might get into the footy. We'll start with the Bombies. You always obviously start off quite well, four strong wins to start the season before slumping to one and eight across the next two months. Uh, a strong win at home last round over Waratah looks like it might have righted the ship a little bit. Uh, does it concern you heading into the finals and the fact that you won't be playing at home that the only games you have won um, away from home have been against last place Cardiff, Shortland who are relegated to B grade and a narrow win over Windale at a hostile Windale Oval? Uh, nah, I don't think that's going to come into play too much. It's just during the year uh, we lost a few key players for the wrong time of the year and um, once gets the finals, we'll be everyone's key to play and get the full, full squad back on. The travel normally affects us on away games a bit more. Home games, everyone's seems pretty keen to play them again. But numbers, so away games, you only get them a minute. Yeah, I think that's going to come into play. And we do apologise for the background noise. So we are at the Shoal Bay Country Club and the uh, raffles are going on as we speak. So, uh, uh, yeah, so as, as you say, a number of players out. You've got some of those starting to come back this week. We talked about that just before off air. Like one of the keys, obviously, is Evander Watawa was great for you at the start of the year. So you'll have him coming back and, and that'll add some boost to the side. Yeah, well, since we went on that run at the start, round four, we haven't had Evander and Jake played the same game since, so that's our 7 and 6, so that's been a bit of a blow for us, but we get Amanda back this week and Jake's getting firing now, so should um, improve around there. Uh, it's good to see, and you did say you have some others that will come back as well as, you know, with, with those coming weeks, the finals, and uh, as you said, it's a different ball game once you get down to those final five teams, but it's the race to get there first, which is probably on the main focus on the mind at the moment. Yeah, if we can 
get this one this weekend, I think we might get on a bit of a roll and might be able to string three or four. That should push us right in the contention there. So Yeah, well, it's about getting those couple, I suppose, out of the next three and then stringing four together from there and yeah. anything's possible. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game, yeah. boys. The bombies we seem to like finals footy, huh? I mean, yeah. So so You've got, got a strong record uh, in recent years in finals footy. Yeah, when, when the pressure's on, eh? I feel like we lift as a team. And uh, and don't mind being the underdogs looking at recent histories and grand finals and things. Would rather it. Nobody (laughs) nobody likes to be the favourite. I wouldn't like to be Dora Creek at the moment. Yeah, a lot lot of targets on their backs with their star started lineup. Uh, But now Belmont, they're the one I'm worried about. They seem pretty confident. I know a couple of the boys, and they seem like got the team to do it now. Yeah, well, whenever there's a KFC store within 100 metres of Aaron Morris, uh, he's going to be confident about a lot of things. So. Um, but uh, we might move along and we'll jump into our next segment. And uh, you boys have to sit this one out with a late notice. You, don't, you didn't get told about this, so it yeah. might just be me and Bo. But if you've got someone for this once I've come through it, feel free to jump in. And it's our League Castle legend. So it might just be an individual or a side that performed quite well in the last round. Uh, and it could be across any of the competitions we cover. So Group 21, uh, Newcastle Rugby League or any of the Newcastle and Hunter. Uh, competitions. I'll, I'll start us off, and, and mine's the card of Cobras. Uh, they had a very unfortunate incident where a young member of the Cobras and their extended Cougars family for the juniors uh, passed away. Um, but yeah, not only on field where they got the upset win over Windale, but uh, off field they did a really good job of, of raising uh, a significant amount of money. And uh, on that, I'll mention too, Glendale were kind enough to do- donate some uh, socks and, and other items in regards to it because. The young girl that passed away was a Sharks fan. Obviously, Glendale, same colour, so they donated some socks for the boys to play in and uh, a few of the other clubs got around us. So, uh, really sad occasion, but great to see the uh, Cardiff side coming together uh, last week and, and glad they got a win. It was also their old boys' day, so big occasion out there at Cardiff Oval. Uh, you got someone in mind? Um, yeah, it goes back a couple of weeks. Actually. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Raymond Terrace and uh, Gloucester, they had a... Bit of a stoppage in play. I think it might have been half time, and they um, had a few of the um, um, disability kids come on and have a run around, and it seemed like they enjoyed it pretty good. So it's good to see them get involved and have a game. Yeah. yeah, I saw the pics of that, and it looked great. And you know, Brooke Roach and Kay that were behind that was awesome. And uh, hopefully that goes on, and uh, you know, some others get behind it because it was you know opportunity of a lifetime for some of those kids to get out there and play with yeah. guys that. With the local footy, essentially, you know, for some of these young kids, they, the local guys playing whatever great these are their heroes, so it's a good opportunity for them, and yeah, big ups to both those clubs for taking a bit of time out. You know, it's easy just to get on with playing footy, but uh, taking a bit of time out for some others, and uh, probably doesn't, doesn't get enough credit for what they've done. Yeah, that's very good to see. Exactly right. So we might jump into the Group 21 action next up, and uh, we'll run through the results. We'll start with the reserve grade footy from last week, and... Uh, um, Musselbrook 40 defeated Denman 12. Mary War in at 50 to nil winners against Greta Brankston. A bit of a shout out to Greta Brankston. I think they finished the game with nine players again. So, unfortunately, they've fallen fall a long way. But just to, just to continue on, I mean, it's easy enough to throw in the towel and not turn up if you've only got 12 or 13 players, especially when you've got to make the trip up to Mary War. Um, so, that's good commitment. We are talking about it before. There's, there's certain sides around that are quite happy just to pull the pin on games and different things and might not have that all rustled together. But then there's other sides that absolutely anything they can. If they can rustle up 13 warm bodies, um, they'll, they'll get, get in cars, get on buses and, and try and rustle up a trip so that the other team doesn't miss out on a game. So it's great to see. Uh, Scone, 22, defeated Aberdeen, 12, in a battle of second and third. And Singleton, 30, defeated Murrurundi, 4. Uh, so that sees the ladder. It's still a five-horse race for the four final spots. Um, so we've got Mary War on top, having played the extra game. 
uh, on 20 points, Scone on 19, Aberdeen 15, Singleton 14, Musselbrook 12, Murrundi 2, Greta Brangston 2 and Denman 2. Uh, this weekend's fixtures, we see uh, Murrundi who are in 6 with the uh, 2 wins but 2 points deducted, taking on the high-flying Aberdeen and I'd have to think the uh, Tigers are probably the pick there, back. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm not too familiar with the comp, but just going off results and Aberdeen are pretty strong, so yeah, I'll back Aberdeen on that. The next one's going to be a key clash and probably the match of the round. Musselbrook hosting Singleton up at Olympic Park. Uh, both coming off big wins last week and Musselbrook sitting in fifth that will need to win this one, otherwise they're going to end up with a four-point gap on them. Uh, heading into trying to get to the finals of the four-horse race, so uh, I, might, I might go with the Rams at home here to get the upset against the Red Dogs. Yeah, that'll be the match of the round in this one, I think. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go Singleton, I think. Lovely. Uh, and, and you boys in the background, feel free to jump in just in between taking down dinner. So uh, <laughs> next up is Scone versus Greater Brankston. It's, it's second versus seventh, but Greater Brankston struggling for numbers and the Scone juggernaut rolls on. They've only lost one game between the two grades and I can't see the, the Colts knocking off the thoroughbreds here. Nah, Scone will be And the final one, Denman versus Merriwood. It's last hosting first up there at Denman Oval and uh, I would expect the Magpies to continue on their run. Uh, speaking of teams going on their run, the first grade action, uh, Singleton secured the minor premiership with four rounds remaining. Sorry, Scone secured the minor premiership with four rounds remaining with a 32-26 win over uh, second place Aberdeen. Uh, so four weeks to go, they can take the foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they might give a few of the reserve grades a bit of a run. Test them out, I think. Give them a bit of experience while they can, so... It'll certainly be interesting to see because the reserve grades heavily ensconced in, in second, and um, you know probably be surprised to push out it push out of there. So they might, as you say, rotate a few players around. And uh, with Mary Ward, the game in hand, reserve grade, it's looking likely they'll probably pick up two minor premierships realistically. So uh, it's a good spot to be in. Uh, and the other game was uh, certainly far from a, a close encounter. Third place Singleton took on fourth place Denman, and it finished 84 points to nil, which sees Singleton all but wrap up uh, third place. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tough run home for Denman. But the good news for them is they're going to play finals football no matter what. <laughs> so it's all about it's all about it's all about the silver lining, isn't it? It's a positive there. Anyway, can we not today? So this weekend, Aberdeen takes on Singleton up at McKinnon Field. Uh, this will be an interesting one. Obviously, Aberdeen coming off that close loss, Singleton coming off that absolute drubbing of Denman, and uh, look, a win here could put Singleton right in the fight for second place. And that two bites of the cherry. Can can they get the win on the road? Yeah, I'm going to go Singleton this one. I think. I'm going to go the Red Dogs as well, boys. Any thoughts on that? Who do we like? Yeah, Singleton. They'll do. I think they're going to hit, they're going to come home strongly. And the final game, or the second game, is Denman hosting Scone. Uh, if uh, Singleton put eighty four points on, this could be uh, pretty ordinary. Though. I think Denman will be a bit bit better at home, but it's going to be a tough outing for them. And I think even if Scone put some of their reserve graders in, it'll be a win, another win for the Thoroughbreds. Yeah, could be a long day for Denman. I think it might be. So we'll jump into the Newcastle Rugby League, and we'll fire through this pretty quickly. Uh, last week's results. Uh, Maitland 19 defeated Curry 16 West continued their run atop the ladder they won 36 points to 16 over second place South to further extend their lead atop the ladder uh, Cessnock and Central played out a 30 all draw at Cessnock and Macquarie 17 defeated Lakes 16 so plenty of close fixtures there as I said uh, West now sitting in three games clear at the top of the table with South having a game in hand on them um, on 14 Maitland 12 Cessnock 11 Curry 10 
Macquarie and Lakes both on eight and Central in last on seven competition points. This weekend, it's two Saturday fixtures, two Sunday fixtures on Saturday, and I'll, I'll get you boys to chime in here and uh, give us your tips as well. Uh, South taking on Curry. Uh, from looking at the, the team list, there's very few changes for any of the sides this week, so most of them are as per program last week. Who do we like here? Is it going to be the Lions at home, or is it going to be Curry on the road? South will yeah. bounce back after last week, and especially home crowd. And South uh, strong, take yeah. the Bulldogs away. <laughs> one Bulldogs, one South. No, I'll go South as well. They're good at home. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with my old mate from Lakes, who's up at Curry now, Jade, the, the freak porter for the upset here. So we'll, we'll have a split <laughs> decision on that one. Uh, next up, the Pickers at Maitland Sports Ground. They uh, got the points over the Bulldogs last week. The Scorps also narrow winners. Uh, I think this one's going to be a pretty low scoring and physical encounter. Who do we see coming out on top? Is it going to be uh, Maitland or Macquarie? Well, ever since uh, Isaac Upton broke his arm, Maitland seemed to be going onwards and upwards, so I'd say Maitland will win this one. <laughs> I like that. Like, 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 just, just a subtle little jab there, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the figures then. <laughs> uh, I'll go with the Scorps, I think. They got uh, yeah, Sumner there, and yeah, he's pretty classy, and I think young Floyd Ty's been getting a bit of a run there, and he looks pretty handy too, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Scorps. I'm going to go with the Pickers. Uh, living in East Maitland now, I've got to look after the, the local side and uh, ho- hopefully for their sake they can win, win by a bit of a margin because their four and against is looking a bit uh, ordinary. They're minus 72, but they're six and six. So, uh, a bit like we were talking about you boys before. We, 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 win close, lose big. Yeah. Uh, not the ideal. <laughs> you you're going to go the other way. Do it properly. And on Sunday, we've got the local derby for the Career Cup Central in eight, hosting Lakes in seventh. Uh, a crucial game for both sides because, you know, depending on other results, they could end up seeing themselves two, two uh, losses outside of the, the top five with only a few rounds remaining. Uh, who do we like in the local derby here? I'm going to tip Lakes, I think, in that one. Um, Central's forward track, I've heard, is pretty small and mobile, and they've just lost big Kurt Warden as well, so yeah, I'm going to get a Lakes dish. Yeah, I follow the coach. Yeah, Lakes do. Good Lakes. Make it a clean sweep as a former Lakes player. I've got to go with the Seagulls. It's <laughs> uh, a bit, bit, bit of a torn one here as a cent- someone who played juniors at Central and seniors at Lakes, but yeah, I'll go with the Seagulls to win that one. Uh, in a close one, the final game of the round sees West host Cessnock. Uh, at Harker Oval. Funnily enough, the only game that West have lost this year was against Cessnock, a side led by Scott Briggs. Can the Goannas make it two from two against the Rosellas this year? Nah, I don't think so. West look, <laughs> West look pretty, pretty good. Yeah, West are about the only side that can get um, back against Dora Creek at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Cessnock. Nobody lost to see the Maggots win. Oh, here we go. You, you, you were one of those folks going on a four-day bender celebrating they missed the finals last year, weren't you? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm going to go West as well. I think it's just too hard. Who'd you go with, Benny? Yeah, I'll go West. All right, so we're three and one. <laughs> Three and one on that one. Uh, pl- plenty of good action there, and make sure to tune into Bar TV Sports for their match of the round, which they'll announce shortly. Uh, now we get to the stuff. This is, this is what you boys are here to talk about: the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby yeah. League. Real deal. Last yeah. week, <laughs> last week in the A grade, look, there's been some lopsided encounters. There's been some weeks where there hasn't been too many games, but last week was an absolute pinnacle of what A grade footy is about. We had four games, the biggest margin, twelve points. Two games decided by less than a try. Cardiff 28 defeated Windale 24 in an upset. Belmont 26 defeated Dora Creek in what 24 and what many would class as an upset. Fingal Bay 28 defeated Waratah in what many would class as an upset. And Dudley 36 defeated Woodbury 24 and that one was a pick'em for many people. So 
I'm still very surprised that Ad Bryant got four in our tipping comp. I, I, I think there might be an investigation into whether he managed to get his tips in late or something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. That's going to be investigated, I think. But, um, yeah, so uh, good, good to see that there's plenty of competition across the ladder and obviously good for Fingal to get back on the on the winner's roll. Yeah, I think mean, closer to the finals, it's going to be hard to pick it, I think. Yeah, whoever turns up on the day is going to win, I think. That's just how it is at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I think as Bo said before, a lot, of, a lot of teams, you know, start to build towards that race and players, you know, once they start getting that sniff of September footy, start turning back up and, you know, you coaches will find yourselves in the enviable position of actually having more than 17 yeah. people at training. Hopefully we've got injuries at the right time of the year and everyone's back. Might have to drop someone this week. See how we go. Off yourself. <laughs> yeah. rest, rest yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> the team's voted against that. So uh, we'll have a look at this week's fixtures and um, start with Belmont uh, away to uh, Waratah Mayfield and... Uh, Having, having a look at it, Belmont probably, you know, they're getting a bit of a target on their back too after that win against Dora Creek last week. And this one could be interesting though. You guys played Waratah last week and I think they, they, I'm talking to them, they might have one or two that weren't there. Um, they're a big physical side. They've got some pass across the paddock, but obviously you guys have seen them most recently so they can probably give us a run on them. Yeah, I think um, I've missed the Boney and a couple of big forwards there. So. They was giving it to us in the first half. I think it was twenty to four or twenty to six at one stage, and a couple of key injuries during the game, which went to their bench and they ran out of puff in the end. So they're pretty big and physical, and if they can uh, get a few key players back, I think they'll be much stronger next week. Yeah, they're going to have some depth in their halves. Obviously, Jason Boney, um, Chad Solomon, and Warren Towers are out as well. Like, there's a heap of experience there in the halves, let alone ability. So. Uh, yeah, cert- certainly bodes well if they can get all their forwards on, on the park. You know, I know at full strength they end up with guys like Ali Abramovic and um, possibly even Chanel Matic Tia playing in the centres, which that's a lot of size. Yeah, yeah. well, they're big size. That's when we went downhill after we played in that night game. They yeah, knocked the wind out of maybe some of the younger fellas, you know, and we just, yeah, been regrouping ever since. Hey? Yeah. So <laughs> it's who, good to get the win. Who do we like here, boys? Uh, it's Waratah's old boys' day. Can they uh, bounce back from your result and, and roll Belmont, or is it going to be Belmont too strong? Waratah are pretty tough at home, but it looks so in Friday night game. Nah, it's a Saturday game because it is Old Boys Day, so it's one of the few that have Yeah, they seem to turn up on the Friday nights, but um, no, I'm going to go Belmont. Too strong. Yeah, I reckon Belmont, eh? They're pretty tough. Team, uh, I think Waratah will do them. Belmont had a big game last week. They might still be a bit wounded, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting too because obviously Belmont, they've got two catch-up games to come. Everyone else has the weekend off next weekend, but they've got a Wednesday night and then a Saturday game, both against Woodbury at Woodbury. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like, yeah, they've yeah. obviously got the points in hand and probably yeah. see themselves in seconds. It'll be interesting to see what they go with here. Uh, Chop's going to love me for this, but I'm going to tip Waratah for the win. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Dora Creek hosting Woodbury. So speaking of Woodbury and all their catch-up games, how's that for a week from hell? You play Dora Creek on Saturday, Belmont on Wednesday, and then Belmont on Saturday. Oh, yeah. You're going to know about it next Sunday, oh, aren't you? Yeah, you know about it after one game against Belmont. Wouldn't like to play two in a few days, that's for sure. It's very, very physical side. Making a long trip down to Dora Creek too. It's a big week for um, Woodbury there. So. It certainly is. So um, I think Dora Creek will bounce back and they'll be... Uh, Hobes will have them right up. Brad Clark and the boys will be... Uh, they'll bounce back from that loss to Belmont. Um, and probably chalk for two points pretty comfortably here, I would have thought. Yeah, I'm sort of creep by a fair bit. Like I said, Brad Clark and a few other big names, but 
I really like their middle with Dom Smith and um, Dean Ferris in there. They're pretty hard workers. They don't get the wraps. So I think they really hold their middle together really well. Yeah, the, the Ferris boys are strong when, when either of them get out there, especially Dean's been playing some pretty good footy this year. So, um, yeah, I had some big wraps on them when they came through the juniors. They probably didn't reach the heights that some might have expected, but... Um, yeah, both very solid footballers and Dean, Dean's kicked on this year. So. Yeah, Good fellas off the field too, eh? After the game, it's all said and done. It's one of the great things about the Newcastle Hunter Comp now is that you know the majority of sides, we're talking about it off air, you know, uh, the majority of sides are all about the, the footy being, you know, hard fought, tough, and then afterwards, you know, the right aspect of it and embracing that side. And hug it out <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, there's one or two sides that might not always approach it that way, but 99% like anything. Um, I think that's really leveraging the strength of what the competition's about going forward because that's what that's what it's about. At the end of the day, it's pub footy, for want of a better term. Um, it's just an excuse to delay all you boys drinking a bit earlier on a Saturday most of the time, I think. So. Yeah, we'll give you an excuse to go out on a Saturday night. But yeah, so. um, obviously, the big game this weekend up here at Fingal Bay. Fingal Bay hosting Windale. It's a key match for both sides. Windale, they need to win one or two if they want to one, definitely to keep in the finals race. Two, if they want to hang on to that third spot. You guys need a couple of wins. Otherwise, you're going to come into that final game against Dudley right in the balance. Um, obviously, three Fingal tips here. And, and you know, you, know, you, you boys out-muscle out me if I tip against you. So I'll make it four tips for Fingal this weekend. And I've got to give Matt Garrick a chance to catch me in the tipping contest. He's about five behind. So uh, what's going to be the key this weekend up against Window? Uh, well, when we went down there, we'll... Both sides are pretty depleted, so they're going to be a lot stronger this time. But um, they were really fast around the ruck, and, and yeah, got to bomb a bit of a roll. Just really damaging through the middle there. So uh, our boys in the middle got to be on their game there this week. Work a bit harder. We seem to you know, put a bit of points on the edges on them. So looking at target down there again. And interesting to see they've got probably not the biggest four pack in terms of their rotation. Probably not the biggest side all in all. Like. Now you've got Matt Garrick, you've got the Bacchus boys. They're electric, that's for sure, and, that, and that's where you certainly have to shore up at certain points. Um, tiring forwards and, you know, um, you guys, you know, predominantly play through the middle, so obviously that's something to be very aware of too. Those, they've got those guys that, you know, they just keep rolling those Bacchus boys on and they come off the bench and, you know, we, we put a highlight up the other week of uh, one of the Bacchus boys scoring a try exactly there. He just came out of dummy half, just jinked off his feet and a couple of tight forwards. You only got to give him an inch uh, and they'll, they'll capitalise on it and it's where they really get you. Well, when we played in the first 20 of each half, we seemed to roll on through the middle. In the back end of each half, they kind of, yeah, they come in and got some damage up through the middle there. So, yeah, we'll be working on that to fix that this week. Yeah, certainly. And I know we've talked about the other sides there. Their theory when they've approached Window has certainly been to, you've got to really capitalise on those opening 20s and blow them away. Because if you let them hang in the arm wrestle, they'll get right in there. And then it only takes a couple of eight you know, tries and, you know, different opportunities for them to take to, to get on top of you and all of a sudden you look up at the scoreboard and there's not much left and you're down by four or ten. Yeah, that's it. Lovely. And the final game of the round, we'll see Dudley, who were probably one of your real rivals to take that uh, fifth, fourth and fifth spot. Uh, they uh, they take on Cardiff. Um, Cardiff, a bit of a surprise last week. It'll be interesting to see... Um, old boys day can quite often bring a few few players back around that might not have been around for the whole season. So I'd be interested to see if they've got a similar lineup. They're a bit like Window, and they've got some just absolute game breakers. Um, you know, the likes of Freddie Campbell, um, even Jano on his day. Uh, they've also got a couple of big fours, but once you get past that, uh, probably the first first two or three of their big fours in that first stint, that's probably the opportunity to capitalise for Dudley. Yeah, just they don't just have that rotation like the other teams seem to have. I think, um, 
Matty Heaton when we asked to play the full 80 in the middle there, so that takes a toll on them. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like Cardiff. We got, yeah, as you said, Freddie Campbell, uh, Jaden Torrance is pretty damaging yep. too. Yeah. I think it's something like that. I might give you a bit of info that might help you help you out your tip here. Dudley do welcome back Tom Morton this week, which is obviously a big inclusion, yeah. but they're, they're missing Terry Collins. So Terry's obviously a pretty strong edge forward, and they, they play a lot of their attack through him and even second phase off Terry um, as, the, as their coach. But, um, yeah, look, he'll be lost a, a loss on their edges, but they've got plenty of big bodies that can jump into those spots. Yeah, I think, I think Dudley will be too strong, but it'll be closer than what people think. Yeah, I, I think Morto might be the key late in the game, just his experience um, coming into that side. Uh, they've got a couple of those guys that have played a bit of first-grade football at Central in recent years, and... I think that'll probably be the difference is just the experience in the, in the uh, late minutes. Yeah, I haven't played too much against Tom, but um, the game he played up here, he seemed pretty strong defensively too. So. Yeah, I'll probably go Dudley as well. But like, again, you know, I'm worried about Cardiff. Every time we've played them, they've been short. They've, what they've done is a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. So, you boys would be cheering for Cardiff though, I'm, I'm assuming, because obviously... Yeah, I, would, I, would, I don't know. I'll be standing on that ground for <laughs> I wasn't even there. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the grudge Don't bring that up. I don't have the grudge, <laughs> but... Um, Usually, it's always a pretty physical game. We've got some yeah, it's aggression there for some reason because of that, maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> Old uh, we'll go, you know, we'll go Cardiff because uh, yeah. you know, Dudley pipping us on the line. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And look, looking at their own time, uh, it could really come down. Like, you know, a couple of results if they go as expected. I mean, you, they play Cardiff this week, you play them next week. And then round 16, Fingal Bay Oval, Saturday afternoon, the scene <laughs> set. Dudley, Dudley and Fingal, it could be. You know, I mean, essentially, if you finish on equal points, they're four and against probably going to be a little bit better than yours, barring, you know, a massive blowout for one of you against Carter. Um, it could really come down to that game. And, I mean, it's an extra week of finals footy, potentially, but uh, that makes it even tougher because it essentially puts you guys in the boat if that's where you go into that round 16 of five must-win games to get to a title. Yeah. Um, how do you approach that sort of thing if that's where, where you get to? I think they're pretty much playing for our season every week from now on, really. If we lose one or two more, we're pretty much gone. So, yep. Yeah. Especially with our four and against, we need to really win. Definitely need to win two, probably yeah, three. Two, yeah. two of these three at least. So, yeah, we're pretty much final footy stage last yeah. It's good to have that mindset, I guess, and yeah. uh, you, you know what you're focusing on. You know that's the, the case in front of you because, as you say, if you don't win two, then you're really relying on other sides like like the Cardiffs and the like doing your favours in other results, which you know you want to have your own destiny destiny in your own hands. You guys know where it is, and yep. you got seven get seven games from here. That's yeah. an easy equation. They just been seven in a row. Like, <laughs> yeah, you win them. I mean, you, 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 you nearly did it last year in Bigo with ten or eleven in a row. Yeah. So you know they only fell one short. Yeah. So hey, maybe you can show them how it's done. Yeah. You go out there wanting to win. You know, yeah. Speaking of university, we'll jump into the B grade competition. And last weekend, the uh, results, we had Malibor 56 defeating East Maitland 16 on Friday night. Poor East Maitland, they're uh, really struggling for numbers. and They've already pulled the pin on this week's game, unfortunately. Uh, university 44 defeated Morpeth 36 in what was described to me as a uh, classic game of touch football. And Westfall's end 30 defeated Shortland 22. The Devils got a little bit of fight in them there and... Uh, I've had a few of the boys message me. Uh, I think we priced up at $126 and they want to have 10 bucks each on it. Yeah. <laughs> They've worked out that if they win, you know, same as what you guys talk about, if they win seven in a row, they can actually get there. So um, I, I like the enthusiasm. They know that it comes down to this week. If they lose the university, it's done and dusted because university decides sitting in fifth. Um, but yeah, it's certainly an interesting race. Uh, this one, there's three sides in the running for the minor premiership uh, in ladder leaders, Walls End, uh, West Walls End. 
Uh, also, Malibula, who are equal on competition points with them, and Morpeth, who dropped from first to third after their loss last week to University. Uh, and then you've got Glendale and Uni sort of sitting there battling fourth and fifth, and they'll likely play each other in the first week of finals, barring a, a major surprise. But I, I like the Shortland. I've got the confidence they're sitting five points out of the five points out of fifth, but they're just going nuts. We're just going to win every game, and Uni's not. So, <laughs> well, they do have some talent on the um, on their roster. They got Jaden Tung there, Dan Carlton. I think they signed Jordan Phillips just before the deadline. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so they've got they've got the talent there, and they hung in there, and uh, you know, you grade they. You never know who they could sign just before the deadline. <laughs> we know better than anybody they could turn up with a superstar in their side. That's some sort of cat out of the bag. <laughs> we we'll just wait and see the team list. No, no, no. I was more talking about the uh, 2017 grand final. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> turned up with a few superstars. Yeah, no, well... Yeah, there's teams that have been well known for doing that. And, uh, you know, we saw, we've seen that in the last couple of weeks. Some, you know, last-minute signings and... I had a few messages during the week actually about Belmont and the fact that they had these two new players on the weekend. How'd they do that? I said, well, I happen to know from talking to Chop that one of them was registered back in like April or May, which was Nathan Taylor. Um, and the other one, Cody Charles, has come through portability. He's just got to play more games there than he did at Lakes to qualify. And that's the way that way it works. Uh, well, we're in the market if anyone's came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how, how does portability work for you guys? Who, who do you guys align to? No. Go, I've been talking to Leo Denver and such, so there we go. Leo would still probably run rings around half the competition. <laughs> and if um, some of the other blokes, if Simon Chappell can still play, Leo Denver can uh, still play. Yeah, so. I'd have him back in the team. Chappell's not just playing, he's, he's killing it. Still. Uh, he's gone quiet the last two weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to have some words with Chappell. So. <laughs> you be careful, he'll catch it on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> He will, that's exactly right. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, fortunately not run into Chapo. I ran into one of the other highway patrols that used to be involved in the, uh, he's one of the referees up here uh, on my way up to one of the old Nelson Bay games when I was refereeing. And it's actually good, I got an escort all the way, all the way, up, the, all the, way up the road rather than a fine, which is nice. I was running late to referee in my uh, reserve grade game, uh, which is the result you want. So uh, a big shout out to the great guy Holloway. Um, I heard someone tell me he's an Uber driver now, so... Uh, but this, this, yeah, I don't know if he's still floating around, but that was the last sighting that one of the boys had had of him. Uh, so round 14 uh, of the B-grade competition, uh, as we said, West Wall's end, they'll now have the week off because East Maitland have forfeited that game, unfortunately. So just the two games. Uh, we've got University taking on Shortland. That's a real local derby, and I hear there's been some uh, some feisty words from both sides on social media, <laughs> which I didn't realise it was such a rivalry game. Obviously, they are a stone's throw from each other, but... Uh, yeah, it goes back about five or six years when they're both in A grade, as you guys were talking about yeah. with you guys in Cardiff. So it's fun when you find out about these little rivalries. <laughs> um, but added spice, that obviously is if Shorty do want to have any chance of keeping their finals hopes alive. They've got to win. So can the Devils get it done over there at the Knowledge Coliseum over the university? Uh, uni, I think they're too strong. And they're yeah, top of B grade. They're pushing A grade, like we saw at the start of the, uh, midway through this year. Um, they got pushed up. They were competitive in every game. I think they only lost by a try, two tries in most games. Got good halves, a couple of good outside backs. And their forward just seemed to do jobs pretty mobile. Shit, so, yeah, yeah, they're very mobile. Pack, but fitness is their key. They're not. They're not the biggest side. And uh, but in saying that, neither, neither Shortland. I mean, you've got you know Jaden Tung playing in the front row. Uh, yeah, well, he doesn't give anything away with effort. He, he does. Does you know? It's probably going to be an equivalent battle in terms of size. So. Shortland are going to need to pull, pull something big out, you know. I'm looking at Dan Carlton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan might need to bag a couple, you know, maybe maybe a hat trick of meat pies to uh, get him home if they're going to do it. But yeah, 
I'll be going to Seahorses uh, to get this one done. Yeah, I'll go Unis. It was going to be tough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shortland aren't what they used to be. Nah, lovely. So we'll move on. Obviously, as I said, only the two games. The other one, not not, not that far down the road, but far enough. Uh, on the Tilligary Peninsula, Malibula playing Glendale. Interesting time of one o'clock. I don't know if they're just trying to throw Glendale off. One o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, right. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, Brad Fogarty playing some scheduling games there. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Sunday games in general. Oh, I don't yeah, think Malibula would like it either. It must, be, must be a refereeing issue or something. Sure. It is, this is semi-professional sort of game time slot, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. They're either going to have a lot of hungover players or... Uh, Sundays are the worst. Work depression sets in. Angry Mrs. Family Day. That's a family day. Unless, I did see this uh, a couple of years ago, one of the second division sides moved it because one of the players, you know, similar to you, mate, uh, had you know, had his nuptials on the Saturday. So <laughs> everyone went there and then they turned up the next day and surprisingly, you know, they were running pretty well and they got beat by 40. Who, who, saw, who, saw, who, saw, who saw that coming? <laughs> So, yeah, so maybe it's something like that. Maybe there's a social occasion on that they've got to deal with on Saturday night. Who knows? Or on Saturday afternoon. So uh, who, who do we like here, boys? Uh, this will be an interesting one because Malibu are obviously um, they're a bit hot and cold and uh, they came up from C-grade earlier in the year and had a big win last week. Glendale, though, you know, they've been giant killers at different points this year. So Yeah. I like Bulla. I think they're pretty strong. I like the back row. Hayden Thompson is a pretty, pretty strong player out wide on the edge there. I would say what impressed me last week was the versatility of Lee Kelly. Yeah, mate, the big support running. He put in a kick for what should have been a try. It was bombed by uh, one of their centres, uh, Rob Chafee, I think it was. Don't hold me to that, Rob, if it wasn't you. Uh, but yeah, mate, he was doing a bit of everything. It wasn't the prettiest kick, but it was effective. He, yeah, he's getting amongst it. He was pushing up in support like a fullback on one of the tries. It was a breakaway. I was just he took a spell after each of those efforts. But <laughs> mate, mate, when you got your when you got your uh, skipper doing that sort of magic in the front row, and he's not a small front rower. Well, uh, they're a big, they're a big side across the park. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that they'll probably be a bit strong for Glendale on the road. Um, but uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised either way here. Yeah, Malibu for me, mate. Yeah, Buller and Look after the local yeah, side, boys. They certainly are. Um, it's a bit of a different, different uh, place to go there. Yeah, it's uh, a bit I, I, used <laughs> love, I used to love going there, going there to referee, and the same with Fingal. I used to love the road trips at the referee. I wouldn't want to come up there to play, though. So. <laughs> no, and then the ghost follows you out. <laughs> night games, Friday Spe- night games. Spe- speaking of uh, places to travel, Gloucester. How's the, the travel in C-grade? Like, you've got Gloucester, you've got Arimba, you've got Budgie Woy, Morissette, Aberglassen, Raymond Terrace. Like... Frequent flyer miles galore. Yeah. Uh, I know we talked to Brooke Rachel earlier in the year. They had a three-week run where they were away to Morissette, away to Tall Timbers in Arimbo, and then away to Budget with three weeks in a row from Raymond Terrace. He said he was just thinking about buying, you know, a caravan. Just checking it down. Yeah, set up. Where did we play? Right down. What place was that? You minor. You minor. You minor. Yeah. So it was just yeah, this long, long drive, you just don't want to play footy when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we, you two, we did. Yeah, I was going to say. It's probably why we lost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did the night before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 got a bit excited. Yeah, I like it. So um, last week's results, Gloucester 62, Budgie Woy 12, Abermain 40, defeated Walls End 16, Morissette 36, defeated Raymond Terrace 16, and probably the surprise result of the season, Tall Timbers at home 66, defeated Abergasson 10. So Abergasson were on top of the table Moved before the that result. So uh, that, that was first versus third heading into the weekend. Uh, tall Timbers being third, so a bit of a surprise result. So that sees three teams tied with three rounds to go atop the table on 18 points. Gloucester, Tall Timbers and Aberglassen. 
Uh, Morris set in fourth, four points back. Abermain, a little bit further back. Budgie Warren, Raymond Terrace, Mathematical hopes of making the finals, but sitting a fair way outside. And Wolves in Maryland, uh, they're starting to plan their trip to Bali or wherever they're going. <laughs> I don't know, like when you, when you get down to those lower grades, you still go to Bali or you just go somewhere a little bit closer? I'm not too sure. What, 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 I think what, they what, just go to West Wales then or something. Not too Fletcher. sure how far they, they go. They just head to Fletcher. So what about you boys? What's the end of the, the, end of the season trip for uh, Fingal? Uh, sorry, I can't talk about it yet. We haven't told the wives. Uh, <laughs> all right, so it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a recruiting mission for, yeah, for 2020. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about how you sell these things. But I know, my, I know. But yeah. my missus doesn't listen to the podcast. Far away. Uh, so uh, this weekend's fixtures for the C grade competition uh, we see uh, Gloucester at home to Abermain so first playing fifth I think Gloucester at home like you'd be a brave man to back against the Magpie they've got a strong side some of the guys they've recruited uh, over the last couple of years you know we're talking about Steve Forrest before the Woodbury at the start of the year Steve Cook won a title with Shorty last year um, as did their halfback his name escapes me at the moment uh, Luke Hansaker? Yeah, Luke Hansaker is a class player. He's played on some first grade in the Newcastle competition, so he's very handy. we got um, Andrew Crovers too from yep. Shorty, and Michael Edmonds too from Shortland. Too. Yep. So they got some real class. I think they should be in a high grade in that. Stop pulling any punches, <laughs> yeah. not well. Uh, I, I really like Luke Hansaker as a player. I've been chasing him for a few years, so Luke, you'd be listening yeah, to no, his watch. Find his book in 2020. Yeah, lovely. Uh, so, Magpies for you then, mate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Magpies. Lovely. Uh, so, the next fixture up is uh, Raymond Terrace hosting Tall Timbers. Tall Timbers haven't always been the best on the road. They came up and lost to Walls in Maryland only a month or so back. Uh, but I'd say with uh, the minor premiership on the line, those boys from Marimba uh, will have as many as they can on deck, and they'll give uh, Paul Brook Roach and his boys a bit of a bit of a rattling. Yeah, same with Raymond Terrace. They've got some class players, but they just don't have the depth. I mean, they've got, um, like I said, Brook Roach. They've got young Jack Beverly there. He's very impressed with him when I called one of their games earlier in the year. He's a really handy player. He plays nine and seven. I think he's been playing seven. Seven most of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a handy player too. Um, and Billy Greentree, I think he won eight, eight grade player of the year a few years back. Yeah, right, he, okay. He's handy too. But yeah, I think top timbers will just be too strong. Yeah, I'm going to go to timber cutters to win there. Yeah, me too. Oh, I have to go Brooke Roach and the boys. Yeah, <laughs> you're just scared of him if you run into him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're not off the field. Nah, he's the greatest guy off the field. Ro- Roach is one of the greatest guys you'll meet off yeah. the field. And, on the you know, field, tackle like, him around the legs and get out of there. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I still remember one of my first, like when I first moved to Newcastle as referee, and I uh, was on the touchline when Raymond Terrace were in first grade and he was playing for them. And I played against Cessna, and I, ca- I can't confirm, but it was uh, the 5'8 for Cessna at the time. It might have been Troy Peterson pulled his ponytail. That was like pulling a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't even think of it. It's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah well, that's it. I mean, if you're going to rock that paint, you've got to be able to fight, oh, first of all. But yeah, Brooke, Brooke, Brooke I would, he's the last bloke in Newcastle Rugby League in any of the competitions that I would pick. But as you say, one of the nicest blokes. Uh, mate, he was still, when I called the game the other week out there, he's still trying to make sure as they're coming off from their warm-up and he's still trying to rustle together the 13 that he's got to play. He's still trying to make sure that I've got the updated team list and that I'm okay set up doing the commentary at Morris. And I'm like, hey, just... It's all good. You just go and look at yourself. But as you say, absolute legend of play. We talked about it before. You know, he organised that uh, special occasion with the uh, 
the disability guys getting that opportunity and yeah he's all about footy that's and what we talked about before up. if you on the field it's all it's all it's all oh, man, let's pretty, bash pretty, each other off the much, field if you, if you can't guys, be a good guy off the field you shouldn't be playing football yeah no exactly right so um yeah i'd love to see the terrorists finish with a couple of wins of um you know brooks the heart and soul there and be interesting to see how many more years he goes on for because he's been around for forever and a day a bit like chapo and some of those other blokes but i can't see him stopping anytime soon uh, next up, we've got Aberglassen hosting Walls End Maryland. The Ants at home will be looking to bounce back from that drubbing last week, and I suggest they'll win this one comfortably. Yeah, I've got Aberglassen. Lachlan Hickey, give him a bit of shout-out. Playing in the half, he's um, been steering around well. Oh, sorry, no, he's hinting. I was going to say, he's a hitter. I'll get a bit of a get ahead of yourself. Yeah, no, I have Aberglassen. You yeah, boys? Yeah, I've got Aberglassen. Yeah, Aberglassen for me. All for the Ants. And the final one, Budgie, we're hosting Morissette Albert. Been reasonably impressed with Morissette when they've fired uh, this year, and uh, they picked up a couple of boys from down on the coast, so this will be a bit of a coast derby. But Budgeway have gone off the boil in the last few weeks. Um, they've got some, they've got some decent players. Budgeway in that side, like Wade Digden's quite strong, and a couple of other players there. But I just think Morissette will be a little bit too classy if they can stay disciplined. Yeah, I've got Morissette. I've got Morissette's always been a hard game. I think they, yeah, they'll be too good. Lovely, so we'll jump in and we'll just fire through these last two. The Northern Conference, we'll be able to talk about you, mate, Lachlan yeah, Hickey, in a second. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> mate, uh, he's, he's actually had a bet, we'll get, we'll get to it in a second, but he's had a bet with one of the front rowers about um, who's going to score more tries for you. The worst thing for Lachlan is the front rower joined him mid-season and he's beating him by one. So, <laughs> he just sets them up. Yeah, well, that, 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 that's what he'll have you believe. So. You know you're in trouble when you're having a bet who scores the most tries with a front rower. <laughs> oh, hang on, let, let's just add a detail to that. A 50-year-old front row. Oh, please. So, mate, if Lachlan Hickey loses that, I think he's going to be in for some uh, derision from all around. Uh, but uh, last weekend, the boys from Hinton, they had one on forfeit over Patterson River. Dungog, 16, defeated Stroud, 12. Maitland United, 58, defeated Crew 18. That game was 50 to nil at half-time. So, uh, Maitland United put the queue in the rack. And Clarence down 32, drew with Teagarden's 32. A little bit of a surprise result there. Uh, the undefeated ladder leaders up against Teagarden's have only... Won the three games so far this season, and that actually sees T Gardens jump above Patterson River into six. But uh, yeah, neither of them really a shout for the finals, unfortunately. Uh, so we've got uh, Clarence Town uh, only need one point in their, from their last three games to secure the minor premiership. Dungog on 19, Hinton 18, Stroud 16, fighting for second through fourth. Mainly United back on 12, then we go back to T Gardens on seven, Patterson River six, and Karua on two. This week's fixtures in the Northern Conference. Uh, Patterson River, they host Maitland United. Uh, this one will be an interesting game. Maitland United, very hot and cold, different side at home. They play on that lovely ground that is Coronation Oval. The concrete square, as I like to call it. Uh, I reckon you could water that for a month and it'd still be hard, hard on this floor that we're sitting on. So uh, I'm going to lean Maitland United at home. They're sitting above Patterson on the table. And Patterson obviously forfeiting last week. Not a good sign. Yeah, too strong in that one for me. Yeah, yeah mate. Uh, Karua hosts Dungog on Sunday afternoon up at Karua. Uh, tough trip for Dungog, but I think they've been pretty strong last couple of weeks. They got that win over Stroud last week and they'll continue to march on trying to grab second spot. Yeah, I've been a bit surprised with Karua. Only won one game there, but um, they've got some classy players too, but yeah, I think Dungog will be too strong for them. Dungog for me, mate, got a bit of a soft spot there growing up there as a uh, young fella, a lot of my schooling life. So. Mate, Friday nights at Bennett Park, how do they go? Uh, good, well, I knew I was only school holidays, that. only school holidays, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of the coldest places on earth oh. I've ever been at the footy. Just yeah. for a place that has no snow and no frost when you go there, it's still minus five degrees. So. <laughs> 
So I think that was all in unison for Dungog. Uh, the next one, T-Garden's hosting Hinton, surely. Lachlan Hickey for yeah. four or five tries here. He needs, needs to step up. Yeah, I've got him down for five. And I'll give you the tip. If Shane Tapper's on his outside, he's showing a go and he's not giving it to him. <laughs> yeah. Even if a try. Uh, yeah. I think we've got to go with Hinton here. They've, they've shown. T-Garden's obviously a different side at home again. It's quite often the case with some of these road trips, but uh, Hinton are really eyeing keeping their uh, keeping right on Dungog's heels and, and getting that shot at second spot. Uh, not that there's a big difference, but you don't want to fall down into fourth and have that elimination footy straight up. Yeah, that's all right. You need to finish in that top three, really. Yeah, in and Lovely. And the final game of the round, Stroud, Chapo and his boys heading over to Clarencetown. I believe they're taking on Clarencetown. Sorry, that's at home at Stroud Showground. Um, can they get the upset win over Clarencetown? Clarencetown coming off that draw against Seagard. They are human, even with Blake Birch, Trent Papa. Um, and the rest of their superstar lineup that's playing through there. You talked about Gloucester maybe needing to be up a grade. Um, Ken Stroud swing, swing the upset and be the first team to knock off Clarence down in the, in the regular season. Nah, Clarence down bounce back after that drawing. They're too strong, especially on paper. They've got some big names out there. So. <laughs> nah, stick with me, old buddy. Yeah. Ooh, Stroud for the win. Upset. <laughs> Yeah, Chabo's Chab- been a bit, on a bit of a dry spell after five tries in two games the other week, so I'm going to back him for another double here. And uh, yeah, t- t- time to step up. You know, he's been saving himself for this one. Too running. busy coaching the girls, is he? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine he gets so many training sessions, would he? No, he's trying to. Take is he still over. based over here, or? He mu- I think so. He's trying to take over Stroud too. All these girls are out there playing. Uh, mate, what can't he do? So we'll wrap up with the Southern Conference boys, and I'll let you boys escape from here and get home to your, uh, your partners before you get uh, in too much strife. Uh, the, the fixtures last week, or the results, sorry, just the two games. Katara 34, defeated Cardiff 20. Hamilton 46, defeated Kersley 18. Awabakal and Monju was deferred to the 3rd of August due to some losses in the Awabakal family. Uh, so that sees Hamilton on 24, just needing a win this weekend to secure the minor premiership, uh, which they pretty much should get anyway because they'll get a buy. I think they've got the buy next week, so... Uh, Swansea and Katara back on 20 uh, finding out for second and third but they're, they're pretty much locked in there Cardiff and Awabagal on 10 Wanji and Kersley on 6 Wanji and Awabagal with the game in hand so Kersley a very slim hope if they win everything from here Wanji with the game in hand a little bit better hope but looks like the finals picture is pretty much set there uh, we start off with the Bar TV game Friday night footy down at Parbury Oval Swansea taking on Awabagal a bit of a late Macquarie derby uh, Swansea have been really strong. They've only dropped three games so far this season, and uh, what we call might be a short of a run after having the week off. Yeah, I think Swansea in that one. Can they go Swansea too? Yeah, Swansea for me. Lovely, that's all of us for Swansea, 7 o'clock on Friday night at Parbury Park. Uh, next up, Katara takes on Kersley uh, at Hudson Park. Uh, look, Katara have been quite strong. Their B grade team has pulled out of the competition. They are limited in how many of those players or who can come back based on who they named as their top 25, I believe. So, uh, But I still think with that, without that strain of having to field the two sides, Katara will be far too strong for the crushers at home. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Katara, yeah. Katara. We actually played Kersley in a trial at the start of the year, and they were pretty competitive. They kind of stuck it for us for 20 minutes there. We ran away with it at the end, but I, I thought that would be a pretty yeah. handy side this year. But it surprised me. I think they lost a couple of players around that period as well. Um, but... Yeah, I certainly expected, and I saw them earlier in the year when they were um, originally uh, in the, the C-grade competition, and I saw them, and you know when you see a team rock up and they look like a football team, especially yeah. at that C-grade level, like they look like young, fit sort of blokes, but 
uh, doesn't necessarily always translate. But Hamilton have said the same thing. They said some of the toughest games they've had have been against Kersley this year. So it's interesting to see. Um, be good if they get a bit of an upset there. But um, and, I, and I got it wrong. Hamilton's actually got the bye this weekend, so the bye will secure them the minor premiership. That's a bit of a <laughs> an anti-climax that one. Uh, and Wanji takes on Cardiff at the interesting time of five o'clock on a Saturday night. I don't mind a twilight game. Uh, again, Western Lake Macquarie Derby. So who's going to get it done here? Yeah, I like Cardiff in that one. I think. So. Yeah, I'm going to go Cardiff as well. Yeah, Cardiff for me, thanks. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, uh, a big thank you for your time tonight. Uh, if everyone can, uh, all those listening, a big thank you to them. And if you can make sure to check us out and subscribe on whatever uh, podcast platform you use, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or any of the other 7 million podcast platforms that are out there, make sure to get behind us on our social media channels. Uh, lead cast, just search for Leadcast on either Facebook or Twitter. Good luck this weekend, boys. Uh, big game, big run. Hopefully we'll see you uh, down at the... Uh, well, it might, might almost be a home game if they uh, put them at Raymond Terrace for you. That's not too far. Oh, yeah. hey, that ain't no but, home but, uh, <laughs> It's as close as you're going to get. They're not going to be bringing finals to uh, yeah. Pingle. Unless track you get to the Tomaroo. Yeah. Hey, they'll be free to get in. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with finals. I don't think it's been announced. I'm expecting it probably will be in the next week or two for Newcastle and Hunter. But uh, as I said, good luck this weekend. Good luck for your last couple of games. Uh, and yeah, hopefully we'll see you in some August, late August and September action. Up the bombings. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us tonight.